you know, a lot of stuff like flying in the video, like describing a product, you know, getting those animations in there mm-hmm. really captures somebody's eyeballs. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it draws them in to what, to what you're doing. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here joined with Lauren Lewis. How's it going, Lauren? It's going pretty good. Good, good. Hey, the Go Rogue Podcast is dedicated to uh, doing marketing differently, so serving first, giving value, and then doing it differently in the marketing world. And so we always like to have on uh, special guests, amazing people. And uh, we have today with us Nathan Otwell, who I think is three-time back on the podcast Twice, just twice, Nathan. I was, oh man, I was giving you more credit, but uh, <laughs> we'll say it's three. I mean, you had the the episode that we had with you before Nathan was just phenomenal, man. You had all kinds of feedback coming on that episode and really brought a ton of value. So we appreciate it, and we obviously wanted to have you back on, uh, Nathan. Kind of give us a, a little bit of a rundown, a brief overview of who you are and what you do. So uh, I grew up here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, I live in Benville with my family. I went to Arkansas Tech University, but whenever I graduated, we basically, me and my wife, we both came back here, and uh, she started working for Sam's Club right away. I started, uh, I was actually a teacher for a little bit, and then I got picked up by an advertising agency that is dedicated to the Walmart shopper, and I was actually a part of the Energizer personal care team, which it's, it's, it's the same brand that owns the batteries, but they also have a personal care huh. umbrella. And um, what my team was dedicated to was taking the campaigns that were ran on a national level. Maybe it's Super Bowl, maybe it's back to school, maybe it's holiday, whatever the case may be, and applying those campaigns to the Walmart shopper specifically. Um, I did that for about a year. Got some really good experience in that. And then I moved into a role with a local entrepreneur doing social media advertising, something that I had never really done before. But whenever I was on the Energizer team, I had to pay vendors to do the advertising Mm -hmm. for the programs that we were running. And one of those or two of those was uh, social. And the social company that we used was largely influencers um it was targeted to the influencers demographic typically you know you got a stat sheet of their demographics and you know the type of people that follow them and all that good Mm -hmm. stuff and we kind of had to make a program tailored to that specific influencer whenever i got into the paid traffic side of things i started to realize that there's way more to the social game than just the influencer networking Um, you know, targeted paid advertising ads that are thrown directly on news feeds or stories or whatever the case may be on Facebook and Instagram. And what we found was stuff that I was doing at a big, big brand level with multi-million dollar budgets. I could do the exact same stuff for dirt cheap on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's where everybody's at. Yeah. I mean, it, everybody's on social right now. So it's, it's, it's been killing it over the last three years that I've been into it. 
for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's um, what we talked about. The first episode was a lot of that Facebook ad marketing and kind of the basics and jumping into that. And I'm excited to talk about the topic today of really the creative, the the content around a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad, um, because obviously you have a ton of experience in this. And so I'm, we're really excited to kind of jump into that. So, um, but anyway, but first we like to kick it off with some fun, right, Lauren? Very important. Yes, absolutely. So we always start our episodes with what are you obsessed with this week? So Nathan, what are you obsessed with this week? Um, it's, it's the new year. I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I'm not. I'm just not because I have I have goals that I continuously try to reach. So, like, New Year's resolutions to me are kind of a cop-out. Mm-hmm. But I am obsessed, I would say, this week and in the near future of this first quarter with uh, working into my new role with uh, an agency called Shopanova. Um, I just signed on to be the chief marketing officer. Nice, nice. Congratulations. That's a good way to start the year. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, it's, it's nice to get back into 100% retail, which is where my roots were. Uh, I'm getting away from the entrepreneurship kind of thing and getting more into the e-commerce world. And I like doing that a lot. Yeah. Um, these guys are really, really savvy and they've been around for about, I think four years. Um, big, big, time budgets and it's one of those things where it's just it's got me motivated to really kill it over the next couple of months for them that's awesome that's awesome i was gonna say one of yours if you didn't mention it so i'll mention it but your uh your vertical jump videos on instagram that was cool dude that was awesome i'm like yeah. that's that's pretty awesome man that you uh you know you still got it man you still like well how, how high was that exactly uh so i went from I went from heavy, heavy squats, like right before it. This is something that whenever I was, I used to do powerlifting off and on whenever I was in college. Yeah. And one of the, one of the methods that they always used was doing box jumps right after you do squats. It, it, hmm. it elevates your, your testosterone, your explosion levels and everything else. It's just, it's great for explosive athletes. And so my legs were jello, man, whenever <laughs> I got up to this thing. And, um, I started with a 40 inch box because that's typically like that's high for me, but it's not the highest I've ever gone. Started with a 40 inch box and I just felt stiff and I got it. I got it barely flat footed, (laughs) barely. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I threw a six inch box on top of it and I had to walk into that one. I had to take one step. (laughs) But I got it. I got a 46 inch one. Then I tried yeah. to do a 50 and I busted it. <laughs> That's not the one you put on Instagram, which just that makes sense. Too, yeah. so. <laughs> That's awesome though, man. I, I always love following you guys. If you, you guys can go follow Nathan, but he always has awesome uh, videos and stuff of his kid too. His kid's going to be a beast. Like he already is at like six years old, man. His kid's and like in the why, gym and just can outrun anybody. I mean, he's crazy. It's awesome. I'm trying to, that's why uh, he was in the gym with me. And, you know, it's one of those things where I can't just work him out and then not do something because yeah. <laughs> I got to set an example for yeah, him. Yeah, that's too But funny. the kid is killing him, man. I mean, you get him out there and he's, he's a phenomenal athlete for a six-year-old. No doubt about it. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. And All I don't right. really push him that hard either. He pushes himself pretty hard. Yeah, I can see that. Seriously, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, all right, Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? 
So my husband and I finished The Witcher last nice. night. Yeah. So um, I've actually, now I have never played the game nor read the book or anything mm-hmm. like that, but um, I've been around my husband long enough that he has played it and everything. I've seen it off and on. So it was really interesting to actually like watch a TV show of uh, something I've seen. So, um, but it was really, really good. I really liked it a lot. Nice. So. You know, that was kind of my obsession this week too. I, that's why I'm glad I went first. <laughs> I've, I've only, I mean, I'm, you guys, you guys passed me because when yeah. we just talked about it, I, okay. We had okay. no kids well, for I, like over 48 hours. Yeah. So we're good. I can't. I, I, I haven't like, started that show yet. That's one that I'm, it's on my list. Yeah. It's a good one. It is pretty good. I'm Henry, Henry Cavill. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his yeah. with like all his series, even with the uh, Mission Impossible movie. That was one of my favorite trailer moments. Yeah. And Nathan, you probably appreciate this too. We're in the bathroom where they're like about to fight and he goes like vroom, vroom, with his arms. I'm just like every time, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, talk about the testosterone. Uh, no, he is know. the one. Was he. He was Batman versus Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. So he's yeah. the Martha guy yeah. too. Yeah, okay. Martha. <laughs> okay. Still doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we're not going to get into all that. But anyway, okay. Hey, let's jump into the topic. Sure. Let's just dive right into Facebook ad creative. So, Lauren, do you have some quotes for us today? I have a couple. All right. Um, nice. I don't have one that's generally overall, but we can dive in right now. So. I think when we're thinking about Facebook ads, and there is so much to know, there's things that are always changing. I'm sure you can speak to that, Nathan. Um, So one of the tips that when I was looking into research about how to design um, an ad creative was to never assume anything and always test everything. Mm. Do you you concur, Nathan? Uh, Yeah, that sounds sounds pretty (laughs) accurate, especially especially in this current atmosphere that Facebook is doing right now with us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're testing themselves with this, uh, the, the CBO it's campaign budget optimization. And in layman's terms, basically you set up a campaign and you can throw, you know, five different audiences in there and you can throw five different ads in there. And Facebook will essentially just test the whole thing for you mm-hmm. and find the best stuff. And that's really popular right now. So, you know, what Lauren's getting at with testing everything, you know, that's actually not a bad way to go about it, especially in the beginning. If you if you don't have any experience whatsoever, you have no idea what's going to work for your audience or not. You know, you come up with the five best things that you think are going to capture somebody's attention right away about your brand, about your values, about your product, whatever the case may be. And... You know, you can throw them into a campaign budget optimization and Facebook will basically test the whole thing for you and tell you what, what's the best of the best of the best for the audience. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't actually I didn't think I knew that coming into this new. Uh, I know that they did made a lot of changes on that, but that's pretty awesome. Um, so with that, I mean, kind of diving into more of that creative space. So, Nathan, what have you seen that has started to work really well? Is it still pushing towards video? I know video and interactive has been kind of the one that catches people's eyes and it's usually converting a little bit better. At least it was. Um, or are you seeing like stills? What What exactly are you seeing on the creative side? So first off, whenever you talk about the creative that works, you have to talk about which level of traffic you are running the creative at, because there are three aspects that I talk about consistently, and that's top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of the funnel. And what I mean by a funnel is a consumer funnel. Mm -hmm. And so at the top of the funnel is basically people that have never seen you before. They don't know who you are. They don't know anything about you. At the top of the funnel 
and you, when, when we call it a funnel, you have to think about like the actual shape of a funnel. It, it slenders as it goes down, right? And so that's kind of what we're doing is we're, we're filtering out these people that at the top of the funnel, they may not like us, they may not want to see us again, whatever the case may be. And that's fine because at the bottom of the funnel is where you're really getting to the nitty gritty people mm-hmm. that, you know, like what you have to say, they like your brand and they're taking action. At the top of the funnel, though, to get people interested and find out kind of how they're going to filter through the funnel, what I like to – video is great. Video is the, one of the best converting things at the top of the funnel, but you really have to make your videos apply. Mm-hmm. That's the best word that I can describe it. A, a lot of people see these viral videos and they think, I'm just going to make a funny video and I'm going to get a lot of followers and that's really going to set the whole tone for the whole thing. And, and it just does – you're, you're saying even when I don't mean, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you're talking, talking about the viral videos like the Harmon Brothers where they do all of the, you know, pooping unicorn and the it, it, people think. And then this is I've had this conversation before that where people are like, yeah, we're going to make a hilarious video like that. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Something along that line? Yeah. 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 And the thing about it is when you make those things, that is great for entertainment purposes on, on social and by and large, that's what social is for, is to have fun on. Mm-hmm. But when you want to communicate your brand and you want to communicate your product and your business, you need to figure out a way to make whatever the objective is, if it's education, if it's entertainment, whatever the case may be, make it apply. Mm-hmm. So if you're, a let's say, a roofer, if, if you own a roofing business, you know, you can make a funny video of you on a roof, you know, doing things, you know, whatever with your crew and make it funny and all that, but also make it apply to your business specifically. If you're a roofer, you don't want to be doing a funny video, you know, in high rise or a trampoline park, like a YouTuber or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, it's just, it doesn't apply. Yeah. People don't understand it. And it, and the followers that you do get from that video the engagement that you get from the video, if it doesn't apply, then the people that are getting into your funnel are not the kind of people that you're going to want. Yeah. Yeah. The audience doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for you. So when it comes to videos at the top of the funnel, always try to educate, always try to engage. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, what I've seen so far are very short, quick hit 15 to 30 second videos not a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't want people to have to like read subtitles for 30 seconds to get to the nitty gritty of who you are and what you do. You want to capture them within the first five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of animations are really cool right now. Mm-hmm. Those convert really well. Um, I don't know what kind of app you guys use. You might, you might just use something from Adobe. I don't know. But, you know, a lot of stuff like flying in the video, like describing a product you know, getting those animations in there mm-hmm. really captures somebody's eyeballs. Yeah it, yeah. it it draws them in to what to what you're doing. So animation is a good one. Uh slideshows. In the past, I always mm. said slideshows never worked, but Facebook is now optimizing slideshows that they make. You can make a native slideshow inside of Facebook with uh five to six pictures that you choose. 
And then they've got some animation tools and stuff like that. And Facebook is really starting to optimize those a little bit better hmm. than they used to. Interesting. And you get the video views out of them, yeah. just like you do a video. Yeah, so you kind of have that social proof on there as well that is showing like, hey, this has gotten you know five thousand views, itself or ten thousand, thirty thousand, whatever. Um, exactly. That's interesting. I've and kind of go back to kind of video creation on that um, wave video or wave dot video. Um, they've I've seen some of their ads and they're actually really cool. You're scrolling through and it mimics the scroll, so that way when you roll through that content, like they'll have like a plane kind of flying up, so it automatically catches your attention when you're scrolling because then the phone is going up and it's obviously optimized for mobile. Um, but I've seen some of those things where it's like you naturally they they're really putting a lot of thought into the ones that have done it well. Really putting a lot of thought into that experience of whoever's having, you know, on the actual device itself and mimicking that scroll motion um, to kind of grab your attention or kind of a camera swipe or kind of the flip around the whip, you know, of a camera to kind of grab your attention. Like you said, if e-commerce products where it's like starting to kind of stack up as you're scrolling through to make you stop, because that's the point is to stop the scroll. But I agree if you're, if you're reading through, you know, 30 seconds of, of just um, captions on there of just a talking head, a lot of times it's not going to get at the attention. Attention, um, unless right. it's obviously engaging or some type of animation up front. So that's pretty awesome. That's good stuff. Dis, dis, disruption is the key. And I'll give you an example. Um, we're going to take a trip to Colorado this spring break. And so we're looking at like, you know, lift tickets. We're looking at uh, gear. We're looking at just about everything you could think of when it comes to a, a ski snowboard trip. And you know, I'm looking at snowboards or bindings or I'm looking at lift tickets for snowboarding. And when when I start doing this stuff, obviously Facebook puts me right in the audience for somebody interested in that kind of trip. Mm-hmm. And all these companies that are running ads for that, one of the one of the companies that I got targeted by is North Face. Obviously, North Face does a lot of you know cold weather gear immediately within the first three seconds, it's super fast. It's like somebody skiing down a hill, you know, blinding speed, wearing all this North Face gear and deep powder and everything. And it really just, it communicates to you right away. And it triggers that emotion. Mm -hmm. It triggers that feeling that you think you're going to get by wearing that stuff while you're on the mountain. Yeah. And so that's just a good example of how to really, you know, get somebody's attention, disrupt their scroll and engage with them right away. Yeah. Yeah, actually. uh, So let's go into our second point, because actually that has to do with some of the emotion side of it. Yeah. So there's kind of, when I was looking through of kind of two sides of the, um, about emotion was one is that people resist buying your product because they're scared of losing money, which is rooted deeply in the psychological phenomenon known as loss aversion. So people fear is such a powerful emotion, kind of that FOMO feel of like, I'm going to miss out if I don't do these things. And so that's one part of, you know, when we're creating an ad to kind of make sure that people feel like you, you have to be a part of this, right? And then there's also the other part is that we also have logic within our, our emotions as well, that, Mm -hmm. that side that we're battling with. And so being able able to highlight features and products um, as 
features of your product as well um, to kind of battle that as well the fear of what if I bought this product I won't be happy well here's some of the reasons why you won't be yeah you won't be dissatisfied um, so Nathan, in your experience, how with ads, do you battle kind of those emotions, um, one to get them excited, like with North face, I mean, that shows like if you buy our product, you're going to experience everything in this ad. Right. Um, but also, um, battling loss aversion. Yeah. What I would uh, suggest is every business or brand needs to think about on paper, on a whiteboard, whatever you got to do. Get your, get your brain around the lifestyle that, that the person that is going to buy your product, what is the lifestyle that they are trying to achieve? What is the goal of your product? Every product solves a need. That's, that's the bare basic you know, product development stage is what is the need that this product is solving? That need is usually tied to a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about, that fear of missing out is attached to a lifestyle. And so, you know, with the brand and the business, they really need to think about what that lifestyle is that they're trying to communicate. You know, that, that lifestyle could be a homeowner that's got a beautiful front yard and, you know, a clean washed vehicle in the driveway, you know, just a really picture perfect living situation or whatever the case may be. And that's, that's a landscaper right there. Mm-hmm. A landscaper can make a, can make a video or whatever, really just, you know, maybe a, maybe a zoom in of that fresh green grass, just going over the, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. it's that, it's that lifestyle and that emotion that you get from it. What are the smells that come along with it? What are the, the sights, the sensory that comes along with it? That's the type of stuff that you really want to get into that nitty gritty, sensory stuff that comes along with the lifestyle of the brand or the product. Absolutely. And I think that has to go back with a lot of the, um, just what is the end goal for that person? Mm-hmm. Right. we talk about the lifestyle and the sensory needs and all this, like, what is, what are you going to re- basically reward them at the end of, at the end of buying your product? What are they going to get out of that? And that's kind of so basic and elementary, but mm-hmm. a lot of times you forget that when you're doing like, Oh, this is a cool video and this is a cool video. And you kind of miss you being the guide, helping them be the hero in this product. Um, or this, this, this customer journey and basically getting them what they need. Um, but I think it goes back to even what you said, Lauren, about the fear side of it. It's like, this is going to be the payoff if you buy our product. And this is going to be kind of the stuff that happens if you don't, um, and you don't always have to, you know, advertise, like push that out so much, but it definitely needs to be something that is brought up. Like what, what's going to be the cost if I don't do this. Right. And so we talked about that actually with Brad, Mm -hmm. um, with story brand and kind of how they design a customer journey. Um, I think it works the same in this situation as well. So absolutely. And I think something that I was really interested in is along with these emotional perspectives, um, was the, um, the ability that color plays within our ads. And so I actually wanted to ask you about that, Nathan, to see if that holds any water. Cause I think it can be a kind of a fancy statistic, but yeah. I kind of wonder, <laughs> um, cause I found one that said 90% of all snap judgments that we make about products can be traced back to color according to this study and how older people like blue, purple, and green while younger people are more into yellow, red, and orange. Does that hold any water? <laughs> We talked about in the e-commerce space, like what colors your buttons need to be and that type of thing. But does it work the same with advertising? Well, I think at the end of the day, advertising is all, is all about psychology Mm -hmm. and colors, music, 
all of that stuff has a psychological effect. So, you know, a color, let's take green, for instance, it's, it's association. Think about it. Like what, what's green? You know what I mean? You got grass, you got vegetables, you got, uh, produce, you have, you know, all that that's green. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's orange. You know what I mean? What's red. And a lot of times the red, you know, red means stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you have to think about those types of things whenever you're doing your, uh, especially with the branding side of things. Mm -hmm. Like when, when brands start to think about like their, their creative assets that they're going to use on their website and their landing pages, their Facebook ads, their Instagram stories, stuff like that. You know, um, with our, with Shopanova's branding Bible, basically it's a bunch of pastel colors hmm. because we're trying to go after that, um, Typically, a female boutique owner or clothing brand owner, and those pastel colors really speak to that type of business owner in a way that, you know, super, like, dark, edgy colors might not speak to. Yeah. Those might speak yeah. to another different type of person. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see how color would have an effect on advertising for sure yeah. because it's a psychological thing. Yeah. It's interesting. I just watched the, uh, the movies that made us the new Netflix documentary about, you know, the creation behind the scenes of movies and stuff. And so home alone was one of those. Oh yeah. And, um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but it, it talks a lot about how even the house, like they made, made to look Christmassy, like mm. the wallpaper is green. And it's like, there were several like red elements and stuff that they put in the background of it. And, um, all of the thing, like the bed sheets and their, the comforter, was red and but the wallpaper is green and it's white and has like it's very interesting even in that so i think about that from a video production standpoint mm -hmm. of like the coloring and stuff that you use making sure that it matches that target audience that you're going after because you're not going if especially if we're kind of going off of some of the studies where it's like and blues and greens are more for the older generations like if i have a product for them maybe there's like those little elements that are in the background kind of what you're talking about like shooting outside zooming in on the grass like keeping it green tone without obviously putting a crazy filter over it, but right. keeping those elements in there because that's what's psychologically going to keep them engaged with that ad while, while exactly. they're watching it. So, um, I think that's a, that's pretty, pretty interesting. What were the, uh, did you mention the, the younger generation? The younger people, um, are more into yellow, red, and orange. And they said, as we age, our preferences tend toward the darker, cooler colors of shorter wavelength over the excitatory Long wavelength colors. Excitatory. Excitatory. Is that a word? Apparently, according Never. to this study. <laughs> That's awesome. Excitatory. <laughs> um, and I've seen that actually with some younger companies um, using a lot of those orange orange sure. tones and that type of stuff. But it does kind of evoke whatever emotion out of that too. But sure. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's, I don't know. It's something to kind of take back. And obviously for those of you listening out there and watching that, you know, if you're creating kind of your first ad and you're kind of going through that making sure to obviously think about those things. And I, don't make it too complicated. I'm sure, Nathan, you can kind of attest to this. Like say, no, you know, doing is better than kind of dreaming up and trying to make it perfect. Like a lot of times some of the dumbest ads and the simplest ads have, I know, have converted, at least for me as a consumer, mm -hmm. too, um, more than even just the overly produced ones. Um, I don't know if you can talk a little bit about that, Nathan. Um, it really depends on the product that you're throwing out there because mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's take, for instance, uh, nutritional supplements or gems. A lot of their stuff is really like dark, gritty, filtered, like, you know, you get that that rock hard feel. Right, being right? sweaty in the gym and exactly, and yeah, flipping tires and sorry, I, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I get targeted with all yeah. the yoga and Pilates ones. So they're always like green and purple and very calm, smooth, yeah. And and so you think about the types of gems that you have. Okay, so you have a CrossFit gem. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that's going to be interested in a CrossFit gem, they want to see that chalk on the on the black mat. They want to see you know, chalk on the bar. They want to see that, that gritty atmosphere mm-hmm. or on the flip side, a yoga studio, mm-hmm. you know, the yoga studio is going to be more like, you know, mental clarity. It's going to be softer. It's not going to be as edgy, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, you got, let's say uh, a spinning class, you know, you really want to see that high energy, right? You want to see somebody going like just, reps per minute just bam 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 because you really want to see that that high-paced energy that you're going to get from that spin class yeah so i guess you know when you talk about like overly produced it really depends on the product yeah because if if you're going after somebody that's like lauren was saying with the younger generation they might want to see something that's a little more edgy a little more filtered a little more you know nitty-gritty Whereas somebody that is 35 to 55 might want to see something that's a little bit more smoother, mm-hmm. something a little bit, you know, natural, yeah, so to speak, yeah. nice, cool, calm colors and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that it really just depends on what your brand is, what your product is and the audience that you're going after. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's good, man. This is, this has been great. Mm-hmm. Seriously, Nathan, another episode yeah nathan otwell comes on we've seen you on a couple other podcasts too mm-hmm. the uh, and the uh, content and commerce podcast yep uh or the our yeah. friends at engine are doing that was pretty awesome it was a great episode um so glad to see glad to see you kind of making making the rounds and uh where can uh, people check you out uh if they want to get in touch with you or work with you so first and foremost um go to shopanova.com it's s-h-o-p shop a and then Nova. So it's, you know, it's kind of like a playoff of the fashion Nova. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so shoppingnova.com is largely where anybody can uh, find out how to work with uh, my company that I'm working with right now. And again, we are dedicated 100% to e-commerce. So uh, if you have a Shopify store, if you have WooCommerce, mm-hmm. um, if you have Engine, yeah, you know, I was just on, I was just on that one. Um, they've got some really cool stuff. Uh, that was a good conversation with them over there. But any type of e-commerce platform, if you've got a store, if you've got a physical store like a boutique, and you really want to make that transition into the online world, we can help you out with that as well. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, hey, thanks again. Make sure you guys check out and follow Nathan uh, for awesome jumping videos as well, and and videos of his of his cool kid who's going to dominate the, the world. Angry marketer. The angry correct? marketer. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so, any of the show notes and everything that you guys want to uh, follow up anything we talked about today um, will be over at gorogex.com, and you guys can follow along there. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in today, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.
rapid fire. Let's All go. All right. Here's a weird one. Okay. Oh, goodness. You've been given an elephant. You cannot get rid of it. Oh, what would you do with it? Nathan. <laughs> Sell it. Are you, are you Sell it. Oh, you can't, you can't get rid of it. Rid of it. Oh. <laughs> You're stuck with an um, elephant. Uh, I would say I would hold like uh not not necessarily like a circus act, but like I would mm. literally charge people to come and like yes. ride the elephant and stuff like that. That's what I was gonna say, like, like monetize this thing. Start an Instagram account for <laughs> him, you know? Like I can't get rid of it. Right. Might as well pay its way, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's good, Nathan. See, that's good, man. That's we're turn we're it into insane. a business. Turn it monetize everything. Monetize the elephant. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, you think about it, like they've got a don't they have like camels on the square during the Christmas and yeah. stuff like that? So you need an you know, elephant. What's an elephant, right? Yeah. If you're gonna haul him around, he's got to pay. You know, to be hauled around. So I need a bigger backyard. Yeah, definitely need a bigger backyard. Yeah. Goodness, goodness. <laughs> what would you do, Lauren? Um, man, you've had time to think about this. So. I know, but I haven't really put much thought into it. Because <laughs> what would you do with an elephant? Uh, I think. I don't know. If you had like a fun neighborhood, it might be more like a cool elephant feature. You know, you put them in, uh, you yeah. know, kind of like a neighborhood has a park. Well, we have an elephant garden, you know, with an elephant. With, with an actual <laughs> elephant. Wow. Something like that. Yeah, but yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. I don't know if I wanted people to ride it. Poor thing. Oh, so you're downing all right. We're trying to make some money over here. I don't know. Make it's, sure it's, the elephant stays fed. Okay. We're keeping them alive. Kind of politically correct right now. Like, like don't that's true. ride the elephant. Don't <laughs> Goodness. All right, All right number ready? two. Let's okay. do this. What store do you shop at the most? I mean, is Amazon considered a store? Because I was wondering about that, but I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, Walmart, Walmart, Amazon. Maybe I should change the question. What's the shop that you want <laughs> to shop at the most? Because uh, I feel like everybody is it's going to be Walmart here. That I want <laughs> to shop at B and H Photo in New York. Wow. I mean. Yeah. I buy anything. Always want to buy anything from there. So anyway, Nathan is in the e-commerce space. What do you want to? You got to pick a favorite, man. I am a huge online shopper. I really am. Um, Makes sense. Under Armour and Nike get me all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I if I see something you know that I don't have, and I I feel like I need you, know you what need I mean? it absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's I'm uh. Also, I, I'm on this jogger kick. Like, you know, I wear joggers for everything now. I don't like jeans, but sweats obviously aren't acceptable (laughs) in society. For guys, so I'm I'm finding that middle ground with the joggers. Yeah, there's some cool. There's some cool joggers out there. That's for sure. Nice, nice. There you go. Good. What about you, Lauren? If I could shop like anywhere, you know, I love anthropology. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I love their artistic feel. I have never purchased anything from there. It's probably because they're like ungodly expensive. That's probably I'm pretty cheap. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's pretty high high end <laughs> there. But I love their I love their artistic. Uh, what they do with their displays is unbelievable. I yeah. just think it's super cool. So I like following them to see what they're doing. Nice, nice, awesome. Hey, those are good, Lauren. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and we're out. Swiftin, uh Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.